Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Dan. I'm Opie. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. And I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, September 16th, and this is episode 21 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast and featuring members of the Geek Bits Podcast. Last week, we completed our boss fight and, tired after our exertions, decided to lay down and camp uh, in the in the room that's now empty. We discovered Splug, who was captured in one of the dungeon cells at the far end, and there was some debate as to what as to if we should let him out or not. We decided to keep him in there while we rested, and uh, I believe that's where we ended. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. The party has taken a much-needed rest in the area of the uh, last encounter. The goblin bodies have been stacked to one corner, and the hobgoblin torture has uh, likewise been thrown in a pile. They have found a goblin named Splug, who Thorne has rechristened as Steve, apparently. Yes. The goblin remains locked in a cell where it is perhaps performing guard duty uh, down a darkened hallway. In the last encounter, there was a series of fortunate events, yet also a series of unfortunate events. So, um, the party has settled down. Is there any interactions that you all wish to do amongst each other? Um... Or shall we just consider that the period of time has passed? Um, what's the thought on the group? Uh, I was like, uh, I was saying to the guys earlier. While everyone is chatting and whatnot, I want to sneak off um, and I want to talk to the goblin. It's alone time with Steve. Okay. Yes. In the middle. So, of do you want to roll anything or stealth well, or to get away unnoticed? Is anybody decided to post guard while you're camping, or uh, um, is everyone else asleep? Anybody staying awake during this encounter that would see Thorn go? Uh, I'm asleep. I figured he's probably like taking first watch or something like that, so he's the only one awake, is my guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Thorn, you slip down the hallway to... Uh, talk to Steve. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, Steve is pacing back and forth in his cell, uh, keeping his eyes firmly affixed upon the space outside of his cell um, as you approach up on him. Um, when he spots you, he just kind of looks at you somewhat expectantly, but also there's sort of the he's not really used to being on this side of the bar sort of look. I don't do him any favors. I come straight out. I say, I ask him, what do you know about the Rod of Orcus? It kind of gives you a... Steve gives you a very quizzled look, um, and he goes, well... I know about Orcus. He's, you know, one of the, one of the the big the big orc deities. Uh, but you know, is 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 that a, a 
a name of a title of someone? Is is, is it an item? He genuinely seems to be kind of chewing through the question um, to try and find uh, as best an answer as possible. Um, okay. Can I, can I explain it to him? Uh, are the people that are here in this dungeon, are they looking for a, a rod or an artifact or something? Why are they here? What, what, what's going on? Oh, he kind of furrows his brow and he doesn't resist the question as much as he doesn't really seem to, to, to know much more beyond his area, but he, he explains to you that as far as the goblins go, um, they're, they're here to keep an eye and on this level, um, this, this part of this, this keep, um, and they were paid to, paid to be here, but the others, uh, could very easily be, be looking for something, or if there was a trash pile, then maybe the goblins would find it digging through it, um, but there are, there are others down below that, they're not goblinoid, and, and they they might have something like that, or maybe looking for something like that. He seems to agree with you. Okay. Um, does he know anything else about the lower levels of the dungeon? Um, he, he's been told not to ask about those or, or try to go down there, but there's um, whispers from the other goblins that have, have, have been in uh, Balgron's uh, area that that there there's a part of a wall that doesn't look all that much believable, um, and he th- kind of thinks that that might be the only way down because he hasn't found any other way. Okay. Um, now I want to try and make allies with this guy, like um, sort of get him on my side, but I'm not sure about how I'm going to go about doing that. Suggestions. Well, punch him in the face. Hmm. <laughs> Sword to the throat. Uh, give him some candy. He he he, he does seem actually ra- rather rather sociable, and uh, you know he had expressed an urge to help the party earlier as well. So it, it I, I'm not going to say it's going to take a bluffer intimidate, but um, you know you can try try whatever way you like. Okay. Um. Let's. Let's go with a diplomacy. Okay. Because I'm going to say, look, if I talk to my friends and try and get you out of here and you come with us, I'll look out for you as long as you don't backstab us. I will have my eye on you, but I am giving you your freedom. Okay. He, 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 does, he does seem very excited, and he, he offers to carry some of That's your equipment help. as you go walking... You know, okay. around the dungeon and and stuff like that, and um, the effectiveness he, the effectiveness of that was a nineteen on diplomacy, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be very easily done. He seems to, he seemed to have to jump to uh, jump to it very well, and and he 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 kind of he kind of motion motions you closer, um, you know, a a, a, a little bit, and. You know, he he's he keeps his he keeps his hands well out in the open, and it doesn't look like he's got something he can kick at you. Um, but it looks like he 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 wants to go on the down low about something. Okay, I move 
forward, but I just keep like away from the bars out of arm's reach. Okay. And he goes, at least something down here is really causing a very foul stench, and I, I don't think it's the boss, but there, 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 there might be some, some kind of really nasty acid trap or something. There's just some sort of ugh that's in the boss's area, but he, he seems to like it. Okay. And he, he just kind of like leans back and nods as if the, despite him being filthy and, you know, being a goblin, that, that, that level of dirt and filth is, is, is just even a little too much for him. It's almost, almost sort of that much civilized. Okay. Um, I tell him that I'll be back for him in the morning, um, and I'll talk to my friends and say whether I can get him released. Okay, he he he's like him. Can if somebody else is standing watch, can can I go to bed? Yes, I want to be able to I'm you know want, 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 want to be able to strong for for carrying some of your equipment around and you know helping. Okay, I t- I tell him that I'm taking guard and he can sleep. Okay, at which point he basically crumples into his own rags and uh, passes out. Okay, cool. So I'm going to head back to the group now. Okay. Uh, okay. Time passes, and... Um, I'm sorry, was Anatari... Uh, anything as far as uh, the night, or anything you may have overheard, etc., etc., that you, that you want to you bring up? Um... I think that uh, Xanatari slept pretty deeply. She was pretty tired. Um, but she does have a pretty high insight wisdom. So I think I would probably have some suspicions that maybe um, something had happened between Steve and Thorn because and, he seemed pretty interested in that character uh, and maybe be able to make some guesses about... Uh, some things like that, but I wouldn't know for sure. I don't think I heard, overheard anything. So I would be a little bit suspicious and kind of have my eye on Thorn to see if anything is going on. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's a good use of that. Uh, looking around, you don't see any equipment, at least that you're aware of at this point in time. Um, again, we've still got to go around the room, but, um, from what you can see, it, it doesn't appear that, uh, anything was moved or skewed or uh, dug through for um, information in terms of your packs or as you can remember things. And you hear the sound of uh, snoring coming from down the hallway. And it's, it, it sounds like it's fairly enough in the same position. Okay, so I would just get up and get my stuff together and look around and See, everything seems safe, and um, maybe wake everyone else up if they're not awake yet. Okay. Um, Cesar? Yep. Um, well, he probably doesn't rouse until Xanatari shakes him awake, because he's had sort of a, an interesting day. Um, he rolls over 
sort of sits up and stretches, and you hear various joints and bones popping and creaking and cracking. Well, I can't say I'm not used to sleeping on stone floors, but uh, I'd prefer a nice feather bed for once. But uh, he, uh, you know, just basically gets up and starts getting ready. Okay. Uh, Thorn, do you have anything to add for your portion? Um, is everyone awake? Yep. Awesome. Not, not, not yet. Or do you, or do you want me to to go around to the others first, and then we'll we'll pick up. Go, go, you. go to the others first. I'll wait till everyone's awake. Okay. Uh, Bosk. Um, Bosk was in a very, very deep sleep. The battle pretty much satisfied. His his urges and rage, so emotionally he was spent and physically he was spent, so you know, being being of a underground nature, he was pretty comfortable within the within the uh within the room, within the, the cave there where we were staying and the warmth of the fire, so he rolls over, yawns, stretches as long as he can stretch and wins breakfast. <laughs> Here we go. There goes okay. the rations. <laughs> okay, so uh, Bosk is now up and uh, looking looking around for, for food. Uh, Daros? Is someone waking me up, or am I just coming awake? I would be waking you up very carefully. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Daros spins being nudged and brings his blade up. <laughs> <laughs> But calms himself when he sees his genesee. He pulls himself on the ground, off the ground, and he's kind of still hurting from the last day's actions. He's been stabbed. He's been gooed. He's been everything. So he's a little exhausted from the uh, wear and tear. But uh, he gets up and uh, you know, kind of stretching, moving around, does his uh, Pilates. And he's ready to go. <laughs> Pilates. Pilates. <laughs> Tybo. There you go. Hit my P ninety X and boom, Daros is ready. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, then Thorn. Okay, so now that everyone's awake, I I broach the question, I say now guys, I know you don't know me, you don't trust me. However, I spoke to the goblin last night while you were asleep. And he told me some interesting things. Things about what we could possibly encounter. He can't guide us, but he can warn us. Um, he's heard rumors and whispers from other goblins. Maybe he can give us a hand. Maybe get us through the next part of the dungeon, even. What do you say we take him with us? Um, boss would like to step forward. You said... Um, you did what? Were you not supposed to have been on watch last night? Um, you know, that's not the best uh, trustworthy thing to do since you've just met us. Um, from my opinion, I don't know about the rest of the group, but he's your responsibility. If he falls behind, you fall behind. If he doesn't, uh, if he tries to uh, backstab any one of us, it's I'm taking uh, this out on you. It's your responsibility. I bring up the fact that I just saved Gen- um, 
you know, Xanatari's life by not making sure she goes into an Iron Maiden. I think that's going to count for something, right? Uh, Darius would pipe in and say, we do appreciate, you know, your help in battle, but that's, I agree with Bosk, it wasn't the most trustworthy thing to do, especially when you were watching the camp and left us there. Uh, I agree with Bosk, but uh, we do want your uh, companionship with us. If he comes, he comes, and we'll deal with the problem if it uh, happens. Zenitari would say that uh, she's actually kind of impressed that he told us that he spoke with the goblin because she had suspicions that he did anyway and thought that he would probably hide it and try to keep information from us. So I'm kind of impressed that he actually opened up and shared that with us. Um, and I agree with Bosk that he'll be your responsibility if you want to take him along. I don't have an objection to it, but I'm not going to, to watch him necessarily. Um, but being slightly... Uh, maybe a little bit fonder of you since we had a rough beginning but you saved me yesterday I'm more inclined to be a little lenient in my attitude I guess towards you uh, Scissor says uh, well uh, it still sounds like more trouble than he's worth but uh, I guess at the least he can be a good trap bait okay so um, I nod and I said Alright, I'll take I'll take responsibility for the goblin thing, Stephen, as we shall call him. He <laughs> uh, shall be named Stephen. He shall be named Stephen, so I'm going to go back down um, to the cell. Okay. Um, I knock on the actual bars to wake him up. And... It takes him about a minute, but but he he does get up and sort of brushes himself off and uh, gives a, a a reasonably sleepy but polite greeting. Um, do you remember our deal last night, Stephen? I do. Well, I have spoken to my party, and you will be under my care for as long as you are with us. He, he However, sort of, he gives you gives you a look like well, pretty much anything could be better than being in a, in a jail cell. So he's a, he seems agreeable so far. Okay. However, you will be put onto a leash. I will tie rope around your waist. Should I feel you wander, I will pull you back, and I will not hesitate to kill you. There's kind kind of a, a a small swallowing of pride but he nods and he goes okay i understand um you know splug has you know many many skills and um you know i'm 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 sure i haven't heard the bubbling of water i'm i'm sure there's cause to cause to boil some water here you know for uh, okay. uh, breakfast and cleaning okay so um I'm going to ask him to back up into the corner until I can open the door. And then I will roll a thievery check to open the door. Okay, go ahead and roll. <laughs> um, how's a 14? That hmm. will do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um... Okay, and then I tie the rope around his waist and lead him back to the party. Okay. 
Um, as you're walking down the hallway, he, he points towards uh, the first cell that you passed, and he goes, there, there's a, a, a bucket and a, a, a water spigot in there, and uh, uh, I'd like to go get some water so I can you know, put it on for, for, for you know, cleaning and cooking. All right, but you'll have to carry the water. I'll take him in. And, and, and he sort of gives the, you know, do you have any great poupon? Of course. <laughs> okay. Sort of thing. Um, so he fills up a huge bucket, and it's, you know, it's, it is, it looks like it's clear water. The bucket's seen better days, but he comes, you know, back behind, you know, back with you, and, and he's carrying the bucket. So out of the passageway comes uh, Splug, now Steve, and uh, with his bucket, and uh, he sort of brushes himself off again after setting the bucket down and uh, uh, gives a, a, a small bow to um, the party. And uh, he inquires if there's a need of breakfast and um, cleaning, uh, cleaning water to be done. And you see him look around the party and his eyes fall on each set of equipment, but also the set of armor that was tossed off by Cesar onto the floor. And he points to that, and he's like, I've worked on that. Hmm. Hmm, okay, so he knows something about it. Thank you, I got about 40 cuts all over me. <laughs> He, if you if you could sort of see a, a goblin Blanche, um, he sort of does that, and he, and he goes, oh, this, oh, he had it armed, didn't he? Yeah, he's a bit of a sadist, wasn't he? Um, he's like, the slug walks over, and he starts, um, picking the armor up, and looking at it, and he's like, yes, this is definitely the set that I've worked on. Um, do any of you others have anything, any... Uh, um, yeah, I do. Wrens uh, or, or pieces in their armor that, that might need to be looked at? Um, he's, like, he's like, I by trade, I, I, I grew up working with armor. And he starts tinkering with something on the suit of armor that uh, is... Um, in his hands. What do we do, guys? Hmm. I guess I would move up to him and find out what he's doing, because <laughs> I still don't know this dude. Yep. <laughs> and move into position and, and just uh, ask him, what do you think you're doing with this armor? This is not yours. Uh, are you setting a trap in it, or what? What? what are your plans with this armor? Well, he looks up and then he sort of gives this sort of pitiful look towards uh, Cesar, who has just explained that he got forty cuts. And he goes, um, "I am I am not trying to arm a trap that was already done. This armor the hobgoblin found. Uh, he sort of, with his mindset and career, was sort of a uh, uh, view, viewed his acts with a certain sense of penitence and pain." 
and he was known to wear this armor with the blades extended into himself. He said it made him feel closer to his art. Um, what you see him doing is uh, he's opened up a small pocket on the inside of uh, the armor and appears to be doing uh, a somewhat similar, at least, to Daros, uh, who's standing over him. It looks like he's attempting to disarm something, or he's attempting to turn something off, or he's attempting to modify something. Hmm. Okay. Well, I relieve the tension that I have on the hilt of my blade and back up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm good. As, as he tinkers, he, he does look around, and, and you know, he, he realizes that Daros is still covered, and he's kind of like, I'm I'm almost done here, and then I'll, I'll get the water for, for, you know, boiled up and stuff, and, you know, you can go on. Um, there's a clink, and he removes a small uh, gear-type component from the armor. And he sort of lets it go and drop onto the ground, and then he kind of holds the armor up, and he goes and points to Cesar. And he's like, well, you know, do you wish to try this without the blades? Uh, how about you try that on first? <laughs> I wouldn't give the goblin armor. He's our slave after all. Well, he, If anything, I'll take responsibility. I'll wear the armor. Well, he, 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 sort, he sort of looks between Daros and sort of looks at scissors. So, sorry, scissors. <laughs> Scissors. Damn it. <laughs> Literally, yesterday, he was scissors. <laughs> and he, he, he brings, he brings the, the armor over towards uh, Cesar and steps into the armor. Um, it's very, very big on him. And he starts moving the pieces of armor back and forth uh, and, and sort of slaps the chest piece uh, with, with, his, with his hand over the armor. They're, you know, pushing the armor against his um, skin and, you know, then he, you know, tries, he, he sort of rocks back and, and falls back over um, to push the back part of the armor against him and he just kind of, he just kind of, you know, shrugs and then, you know, manages to crawl his way out of the uh, of that particular piece of armor. Hmm. Well, I suppose that doesn't look too bad. Uh, he grits his teeth and, and starts to put it on again to see what happens. Okay. The inside of the armor uh, retains its smoothness but you are able to see where the um, blades would come slipping out of. If you later wish to do a technical study of it, um, you'd be able to. Okay. Uh, as mentioned before, the armor is a resist all 10. Okay. So you can go ahead and add that to your sheet. Okay. Nice, dude. Yeah, this is this That's is where armor. I get to say I told you so. It's a good idea. Just saying. <laughs> now, as he's as Steve has gone back and has is moving the pail over towards the fire pit, 
he does ask somewhat hopefully, so does this mean the boss man is um, no longer employed? Or not? He is dead. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is he talking, are you talking of the hobgoblin that wore this armor? No, he, 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 he shakes. He shakes his head. No, I, I, oh, just to think of him is, is disgusting to me, but, uh, Balgron, Balgron, the you fat. know, is, is, oh, and there's just, the, there's just the roll and the shudder of like, oh, he has just seen far too much with that mental image versus what he's seen. It must be truly a horror for this goblin his you know, turned white again. Can we ask him about... Well, I'd like to ask him, tell us about him. What you can bear to tell us, anyway. He's a... old war chief. Uh, goblin war chief. Uh, that saw many, many a fight, but also much more many a backstabbing uh to his advantage. Um, he seems to be, tat he was seemingly tactically better aware than most of his opponents enabled that if he caught wind of potential treachery would deal with them. Um, there was a, a fight before he, this particular goblin had joined the tribe where, uh, Balgroth had suffered an injury and was not able to, uh, properly move about, and due to his voracious appetite as a warrior and so forth, he's become inordinately fat and prone to uh, much napping. And he sort of seems a little downcast, and he goes, well, if you're asking me about him, it means he must not be dead. Porridge, anyone? I'll take some porridge. <laughs> and 800 eggs yes Genitari points towards Daros and says maybe you could arrange a bath <laughs> whoa yeah, I'm kind of reeking a little bit <laughs> uh, dead hop goblins not a good yeah, Daros you. just kind of smiles he's like that would be something I need <laughs> Splug, Splug, Splug aka Steven um Sort of looks Daros up and down, not as a in a, in a foolish way, but sort of a, I, I, you know, that'll take a couple more buckets. But I'm almost done with breakfast. Apparently, he's he's found the uh, some rations and is is making up a sort of uh, stir fry porridge type. Then I um, eat, and then I want my bath, slave. Move. Okay. <laughs> Wash my back. <laughs> Bring me my food. <laughs> Woman, fetch me a drying cloth. Drying cloth. <laughs> fetch me a pitcher. Now, that's, that's, who, that's pretty rich coming from the guy that said, I don't think it's a good idea. I'll still make him do whatever. I'll kill him at the drop of a hat. <laughs> now, who who all, who all in the party has eaten? Um, I've had a little bit of measly porridge. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, I'll eat this little. Okay. I will eat, yes, but I haven't yet. Okay. Uh, Daros, have you eaten yet? I don't think so, no. I okay. just have gotten my food. Um, Same here. 
Steve asks uh, Thorn if it's okay for him to go back and get more water, and he points to you know the first cell and um, you know asks that if if his uh, rope is, is is he sort of referring to it as his belt um, is not long enough if if you would accompany him because uh, you know obviously some people need a bath and he kind of is um, not in any way sort of like. I need to get out of here because I have planted the plastic explosives and I do not wish to be standing on them. But mm-hmm. he does seem to be very purpose-driven. Okay, um, yeah, I'll go with him. Okay. So, as you guys are having breakfast, he comes back and he's bringing a few more um, uh, buckets and using bits and tools from the in containers from around the room uh, eventually manages to get a few more uh, boiling pitchers and so forth uh, for hot water for other purposes as needed so Daros if you you know need to clean up a bit or anyone else needs to clean up a bit they can okay will do I bathe I wash <laughs> While, okay. Plus one to while, while Daros is doing that, I'm going to approach Zenatari and say, there's information that I need to tell you that I discovered from the goblin last night. Hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to ask if you could wash your back. Uh-oh. <laughs> and if uh, we scrub together, baby? It is 30 minutes into the podcast, indeed. <laughs> Xanatari <laughs> uh, turns to Thorn and says, "Okay, I'm listening." Okay. Um, as I was talking to the Goblin last night, he let me on two pieces of information. First, there's a false wall down here that will lead us further down into the dungeon. Secondly, um, he said that in the room that Belgron is in, it stinks a lot, kind of like acid. So, this is me sharing information with you as a friendly gesture. Please don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I would thank you for that information and maybe ask why you didn't want to share it with the group. Is there something you think I can do specially about that? You seem to trust me a little bit more than everyone else. All right. I I will save it for the appropriate time, but that's good to know. Thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. I'm going to go back and talk to Steven. <laughs> <laughs> well, while there's any sort of free time, uh, Steven's gone around and attempted to tidy up a bit. Um, clearly, if there's a closed pack, the pack has remained closed. But it seems that items are you know, sort of moved for moving out um, and placed about and... Eventually, Thorn's pack is located, and uh, finding it to be too tall for him to carry, um, Stephen has been adjusting the strap so it can be sort of drug behind him as a, a, a sort of like a sledge. Zenatari would go to Darrow's and Bosk and check on them just to see if they're all healed up and if they need any sort of um, medical attention and things like that, because uh, I believe that Bosk might still be low on hit points. I don't know if our rest has recovered him, but just wanted to check and see how they're doing. Um, I believe Cesar hasn't been injured, so I'm going to go to Daros and Bosk first. Bosk, I believe, uh, was damaged in the encounter, but overnight a 
good majority of his uh, dwarven constitution showed itself, and he appears much less worse for wear. Um, Ron, it's frog hair. So, uh, Bosk, uh, go ahead and put uh, three-fourths of whatever you lost back on your sheet. Okay. And uh, I think Daros is uh, back up and doing fine, I think, to the last healing word. Um, took care of him in the encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm in good shape. And then the good night's sleep helped out a lot, too. Okay. So, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm back up to 35. I mean, I'm down by two hit points, but... What okay. is Bosk's uh, HP right now? Um, I'm at uh, 40. Or, I mean, sorry, 50 hit points. Okay. So we're good, then. Okay. The... Um, seemingly done his preparations and, and being somewhat out of the way. Uh, Splug does ask the party if they intend to uh, make their way deeper or uh, you know what what their their plan is. Says her shrugs and looks at everyone and says, uh, I'm with these fine folks, wherever they uh, intend to go, I suppose I'll be following. Well, I would uh, tell everybody I think we have one more door to explore. After cleaning this room out, if they're ready to move on to that area. Um, do we want to question uh, S- Steve anymore about the boss and what direction that, that, that he might be in? Xanatari would speak up and say, um, I have heard uh, that there's a secret door that leads downward further on. However, we have not explored that extra room over there, and I think we probably should do that before we go deeper into the next level where um, Balgor is. And um, Steve had also said that there's a a smell coming from that room that smells bad and, and sort of a maybe an acidy way, so uh, we need to be extra careful, but let's maybe clear this floor before we move down just to make sure nothing will come after us. Okay. Yep. Um, Steve points at out the door, and he goes, um, do you mean the door to the east? It's the largest door of the three that were in the hallway. Yes, the... Um, yes, he's, he's like... Yes, yeah, that's the only door that they were able to wheel Balgron the fat into. Um, I suppose that uh, now that your bellies are somewhat full and uh, your mind's a bit clearer, uh, I, I, I could offer a bit of advice to 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 you, Benson uh, yeah. lady. Speak up. Talk to me, Goose. Well, he, he's like, do you... <laughs> Are any of you particularly good with the shadows or uh, uh, distractions? Oh, you're speaking my language, son. <laughs> well, he looks at you and he says, beyond that doorway, there is a short corridor, but beyond the corridor, just out of sight, is a table, and it's usually manned by a couple of goblin warriors. Okay. But on there, on the, on the table, there's a brass bell that is used as an alarm. 
And these warriors take great pains to make sure that, that anything happens, that bell will go off. Unless they are taken care of quickly. Hmm. Um, all right, is there anything uh, that we would need to get from out of there? I asked the little dude. Uh, is there... I don't, I don't know how to phrase it, but is it someplace we need to go, or is it someplace we could just completely bypass? Well, Bal- Balgroth, Balgron is, is down that way, as, as is if you were planning on journeying deeper, uh, the passageway that uh, the uh, lady... And he seems to affix a capital L as if a formal title versus a a designation otherwise. Good, because uh, I was going to have to hurt him. Um, has 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 mentioned to one or two of you so far. Hmm. Right, but I thought down the path where the cells—that's where we need to go, not through that door, right? No, the it the down the path with the cells. Uh-huh. Ends. There's a third cell down there, but that's it's otherwise a dead end. Okay. So if you go back out and go through the double doors, you're going uh-huh. to be in a passage. Okay. But there's 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 almost like an oh 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 moment as if uh, any 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 points towards Daros. If you are able to walk softly, walk slowly as well. Ooh, trappy traps. Trappy trappies. They are, Yay. they are, the, these warriors are very alert. They are the uh, uh, elite bodyguard. Okay. And that is the way we have to go. So we have to take care of these guys before they sound the bell. Yes. Okay. Steal the clapper from the bell. Then All they right, well, <laughs> I'm down for stealthing and busting these suckers up. And I will move slowly and alertly, and uh, also keep check for traps if I can. But go ahead. What do we? Corn or thorn, whatever. Corn. Start corn now. Thorn? Name him Corn. Uh, <laughs> keep Sam to the back and quiet. We will proceed through with uh, Daros leading the way. Stealth, if you can stealth, and uh, if that's okay with the group, we'll proceed. Um, Cesar, are you going to join us on this adventure? Do you care to go deeper into this? I have to say, I'm not staying here alone, so I suppose so. Okay. <laughs> well, follow along and get your uh, splooge balls at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> Good old splooge balls. <laughs> All right, uh, I would keep a distance from the group just in case uh, for watching for traps. And also, I don't want them to come around the corner with those goblins sitting, or those creatures sitting there, uh, and see anybody right away, so. Okay. Um, so, Xantari, are you going to be moving out with them as well? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will move out with them as well. Um, Okay. Uh, are are you going to take up your usual position in the in the party line, or is there another location that you want to uh, skipping take down up? the hall, holding hands with Duros, of course? <laughs> Let's do it, girl. <laughs> no, actually, because he's going to be looking for traps, so I'll stand a little bit behind him. Okay, mm-hmm. and then uh, Bosk, you are uh, uh, behind there. Yeah, I'm sort of middle in the pack there, okay. just to keep okay. it an eye. 
Um, then, can we? Um, is the corridor dark? Do we need torches before we leave this room with an open fire? If well, you go down that corridor with torches, you'll alert whatever goblins are down there, and they'll sound me. Alarm. Okay, so <laughs> I can go on down there with Thorn because Thorn, you have stealth or not? Yep. But I'll Thorn's got to um, pull but, Steve along. Right, but if. Bosca's oh, actually got a, got a good point. Um, you haven't actually seen what's down there yet um, to make that call. You still got to get. You still got to go through the double doors <laughs> um, and open up those formally, and then you know you get some of that information for you. Um, I'm just looking as far as uh, the grouping as you are getting ready and, and, and leaving the room and then um, going to be opening the doors. Uh, I assume you're going to check for traps, Daros, on yes. the doorway, yes. double doorway? Yes. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll. I'm going to roll. And I'm going to roll... Go ahead. ...an 11 billion. Do I get to add anything to that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, your your twenty, your thievery, and then your dex bonus. Okay, uh, so that is going to be twenty one, twenty eight. Uh, you find no traps, and while searching around, you are able to easily uh, remove the lock um, from the functional position on the doorway. Uh, clearly, it's of lesser caliber lock than um, at the other locations you've been at so far. Oh, Roy. Uh, I'd like to be in stealth as well, or am I already in it? Uh, Since you're just with the party, I'll I'll let you go right into stealth. Um, Are you going to open up the door in any particular way? Uh, Let's do it the old-fashioned way. Just a smudge. Okay. <laughs> just to look in and see if I can see down the hallway in any ship, uh, any fashion or whatever, see what I can see. Slowly opening the door um, so far does not elicit either a response from beyond or a squeak on the door hinge hinges. Um, so there appears to be uh, a faint light beyond the doorway. And from your judging of this uh, particular scene, you think that perhaps a torch would not be needed at this point in time. From, okay. This is basically on the basis of the smidge, uh, smudge that you've got the door open. All right, so it looks like the, the path is lit. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. All right. I would inform everybody, don't worry about the torches. Let's continue moving, but be quiet and stay alert. And we'd move on into the passageway, me keeping a little bit of distance from the group so I can continue to check for traps as we move forward. Okay. Now, do you describe how you open the door? Do you just open it, or do you keep oh, it no, fully no. moving? It's, or? it's very slow, easy open, not to alert any sound or anything like that. Just to uh, keep it as quiet as possible and slowly move the door open. Enough okay. that we can just slide in and we don't have to fully open the door. You find that the doorway does not squeak at all. Okay. And that you are in an 80-foot-long tunnel. Okay. <laughs> corridor. Okay. There is enough ambient light um, that those who uh, do not have low-light vision can see. Okay. 
but there is a strongest patch of light at the end of the passageway. Okay, meaning that they position themselves. There's no way for us to cover or anything, right? And Correct. it doesn't look like the corridor turns or anything like that. No, it's it is a right straight now shot a, with a lot of bright light at the end of the corridor. Yes. Okay. Would this give me the impression that it's a room, or that they're just sitting at the end of the hall? Um, it looks like it leads into a room of some kind. Uh, you see what appear to be at a distance curtains at the far end of the uh, corridor. Okay. All right, perfect. All right, so we'd all move in and start moving down. And like I said before, me about 10, 15 feet ahead, checking for traps. Okay. Staying stealth, staying alert, and being very quiet. Okay, uh, the rest of the party? Following. Mm-hmm. Cesar makes sure, makes sure to keep Steve Splug in front of him. Okay. Um, any other precautions in terms of slow movement speed or uh, any other precautions that I need to know about? Uh, I'd say we're at a slow movement speed due to the fact that we're being very... And we're going off Steve's information. So we're yep. trusting him here yep. to be as quiet as possible as well because we didn't do anything to make him quiet. So if he could give our position away at any time. So he's going to earn his trust if we make it down here. But <laughs> we're going to move point. slow, watching for traps, and just being vigilant the entire time at the ready. Steve Steve continues to drag quietly uh, Thorne's bag um, with him. Uh, there is no obvious attempt at making noise or signaling. Okay. You're all able to make uh, the end of the corridor in uh, a relatively short span of time, but, you know, with precautions and everything, it does take a little while. You are 10 feet from the edge of the corridor, and Steve tugs on, um, tugs at at, at Thorne's hand, and sort of makes kind of a around-the-corner motion and sort of like he's, the motion like he's ringing a bell. Uh, okay, so I, I I understand, and <laughs> I look to... Who's in front of me at the moment? Uh, I'm guessing... Me. Genesee, Bosk, and myself. Okay, so I, I tap Bosk on the shoulder and I make the same motion to him. Um the round the corner and then the bell signal. Bosk, are you gonna pass that information on? <laughs> I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing the Navy SEAL signals. Because <laughs> we're trying to be really quiet. Did you not see me? Right, Did but you, you gotta remember, me? I'm ahead of you guys. Uh, I think you should let Genesee know, and then she needs to telepathically <laughs> let okay. me know. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, you know, kind of. Lightly grab Genis or uh, what did you say? Genis Genitari. Yeah. Oh, no, you have three names. The one right next and, to my picture. And, and relay the message to Kit and ask her if she could telepath the to uh, to Daros what were the the message that um, Steve relayed to us. Okay, I would. Um make a small, quiet sound to get Jero's attention, and when he looks at me, I would 
mentally show him a series of flashcards involving arrows and pointing, <laughs> and then a bell <laughs> tilted to the side. I give the nod, yeah. And stop abruptly so we can look through the curtain and see what these guys are up to, since I am stealthed <laughs> to see what's going on. Peeking through the curtain, you see uh, at a stout wooden table with his back turned to the curtain and a uh, hand near a bell is a fully armored, uh, and I should say chainmail armor, um, goblin warrior. There is a naked sword at his left um, leaning up against him. Um, but he is uh, sitting there. and He's, he's you, not he's, holding the bell, right? It is sitting on the table, but he's near it. He, he's got his hand near it. Like, if he, just, if, if, if he wanted to, he could just punch it. Right, um, right. But it seems odd at first that, you know, his back is turned, but you see with how he's moving his ears around, apparently so- how sound travels, it seems maybe this is the best way to be most alert. Hmm. Okay. I would, Boss, uh, hit the gong. I have, there I have you an go. idea. I have um, an idea, guys. I have an idea. So, is it possible that I could go in and use my thievery to snatch the bell and not be noticed? Um, you Since would I am prob- stealth? You would probably... Well, at least the absence of the bell would be noted. Okay. But if I could at least get my hands on it to silence it, Mm-hmm. And then the team moves in quickly behind me. Ah, okay, I see that. Um, yeah, yeah, he's gonna notice yeah. either way. But that's yeah. good. Well, yeah, that that's that's a that's a possibility. Um, um, roll just to make a maintain a stealth check. <sighs> this is gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. The uh, dapper. You are able to get a hold of the uh, the bell clapper um, and the. Well, now I didn't finish what I was going to say. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't know I was rolling to get in there and get it real quick, but I, I still want that roll to work towards that. But what I would do is I would again look back to Genesee, let her know what's going on telepathically, and have them at the ready to come in the room once I have snatched the bell, and then they can flood in to make the attack. He okay. said there were two guards. Where's the other guard? Out of curiosity. Oh yeah, is there three in there or two? There's just there's one. Two. Just one. Just, just the guy at the table at with the bell. Yep. Yeah. There's 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 just one right now. Okay. Okay. There's, All right. There's so, another guard in there somewhere. We don't right, know where though. At least the bell is silenced. We may only have three to deal with. What if the other guard? What if the other guard has a bell as well? <sighs> I don't know. That's a good question. You 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 can ask that of uh, Splug if you want. Okay, I I turn to Stephen and I say, Stephen, is there a second bell? Yeah, there's there's a there's a, a negative shake of the head. Okay, so we're good. You, yeah, okay, go for the one bell. All right, we're, okay. We're right. okay. I would turn to everyone and like motion to them that you know get ready. Kind of let me get a hand motion forward and just count it down. Like I'm waiting for Darius' signal. Okay. Uh... We have to ready because I'm going to telepathically tell you when I get the bell. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll see the ghostly hands pick it up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So I rolled the 25. Now you can go with the rest of it, uh, yep. Seth. What's happening? 
Okay, so are, are you trying to pick up the bell, or are you trying to just grab the clapper so if, if it gets hit, it doesn't ring? What, well, what you... I'm, I'm reaching, when I go in for the stealth move, I'm going for the clapper and pulling the bell away so that the clapper's locked around my hand so it, it muffles the sound, and okay. I pull the, and pull the bell away from that, and then have it in hand. Okay, um, you have managed to do that. Uh, you get away with the bell. Um, a moment before you grab the bell, uh, the guard seems to sense that there's something amiss, maybe a, a wind current's different or something, okay. um, and starts to animate. Um, and with the bell gone, there's a, hey, you know, sort of like right. utter, utter utterance of uh, something about to be said, and at this point, if you all want to rush him or do whatever you're going to do. Yeah, Xanatar would make a motion and say, go, and then run forward into the room. Okay, Xanatar, you being first into the room, uh, you get uh, first crack. Okay, how far away from me is he right now? He's easily within movement uh, of you from where you're at. You, you'll be right on top of him without blowing all your movement. Okay, I will use my thundering steel. I will make a prayer to the storm god and watch, um, watch for the this watch for the sound. Wait for the sound of thunder to come off of my weapon and then hit him with my mace. I will okay. roll to hit twenty-five. Does it against AC? Okay, go ahead. Uh, you have uh, hit very well. Go ahead and roll for damage. Sixteen. With that, is there any effect that you wish to describe as part of uh, your attack? The next time an ally hits this target, the target will take an extra three thunder damage as it rolls through the room. Okay. Um, anything else you're going to do with your movement, or are you good with uh, going in and, and cracking this guy? Um... I have a storm surge, which is a minor action I'd like to use. Uh, let's see, who's next? Let's throw it to Cesar, because I haven't done that yet. Um, when he hits the target, he will deal four extra lightning damage. Okay, uh, Xanatari has done her actions. Uh, who is next around the bend? That would be Opie. Um, well, Bosk is going to come into the door, and uh, so we're all in melee range when we come in. Yeah, you're you're basically you turn the corner, and you're going to be on top of these guy, this guy. Okay, um, I'm going to come in just with a. Uh, uh, w what about combat advantage? Do we have combat any kind of combat advantage with this yes. guy? Yes. Yeah. Basically, basically, you you've got complete. Surprise okay. and combat advantage, so you can do whatever you want with them. Okay, let's just open up with a with a basic melee just to get things started here. Okay. And I'm going to roll a... Oh, natural four. Wonderful. <laughs> I slipped and fell coming in the door. Let's all pile up on top of boss. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> At least you didn't hit your head. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Bob, boss, boss merely uh, was not prepared for the sudden onset of uh, being that close, but he will adjust the next round. <laughs> um, next through the fray would be Cecil. 
Okay. Yeah, Cesar. Cesar, uh, welcome to the party. Hello. Um, yeah, I guess he runs around the corner, uh, sees this poor goblin basically being beaten up on by everyone before he knows what he can do with, but uh, Cesar doesn't mind. He takes aim with his crossbow and fires uh, just a, I guess a basic attack is fine for now. Okay. All right, go ahead and uh, roll to attack. Mm, 22 versus AC. You have hit. Okay. Uh, four damage. Plus your extra four for me. Exactly. Plus four lightning damage. Okay. The crossbow bolt uh, impales the guard as he is attempting to rise and uh, uh, goes very deep into the um, goblin, striking true at such close range, and uh, the goblin keels over onto the table. And Ooh, uh, dead. is dead. Wow. Aww. Didn't even, nice. didn't even get to do anything. Um, your surprise attacks were brutal and efficient, and he had no real chance to get any sort of defense up and going. Thorn is disappointed. <laughs> I tied the goblin to my belt. <laughs> after so much silence and the brief snicker snack and thwack of combat... Uh, the only sound left in the room is from the curtains beyond on the eastern side of this room are moving in and out slowly in rhythm with an extremely deep and loud snoring sound. Hmm. Uh-oh, we found our boss guy. Okay. Roll for the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and take us out over there, there just like, hey guys, what if I ring it now? Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers, and also the Geek Bits Podcast on regular guys talking about geeky stuff. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at geekbits.net. Join us for our worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels.